0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everyone, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn recruiting news and updates, part of the E2C Network. I'm your host for the day, and I'll be joined by, well, actually, I'll be flying solo today. My boy d is unable to join us today, but I know that he's here in spirit. I'm looking forward to rejoining my brother on the next episode, but I've got some good stuff for you today, and I'm sure you'll want to hear all about it, so thanks for joining. We last left off on Boom Tracker um, right after the Sharif Cooper commitment, and right before the Florida game. Quite a bit has happened since then. Some of it good, some of it bad, and some of it... kind of weird. Today, we're going to dig into some of the events that have taken place in the recruiting world recently, touch base on some up-to-date recruiting rankings, and I'll probably make a couple predictions for some basketball and football targets. I want to start off today's episode first with uh, congratulations to our very own David Ross, who has been officially named, as of today, the manager of the Chicago Cubs. It's very cool to have one of our own guys leading what is one of the most prestigious franchises in all of sports. Uh, Rossi played on the 97 College World Series team for Auburn and had a very successful MLB career. He played 14 seasons in the big leagues, um, started his big league career for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, I hear a lot of boos out there. I know. I know. Um, He also played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, San Diego Padres, Cincinnati Reds, Boston Red Sox, Atlanta Braves, chop on. I know you guys are having a rough uh, coming down from this this postseason. um, And then he also had a stint with the Chicago Cubs, two-time World Series winner with the Red Sox in 2013 and the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Pretty cool that he was part of that team, that Chicago team that was able to win a World Series for the first time in 108 years, kind of break that curse. So uh, just a really cool thing for David Ross and, and really for Auburn. It's it's just awesome to hear. So congrats, Rossi. Um, so first off today, on the recruiting side, I'm going to lead off with some not-so-great news. Earlier this week, our top-rated commit, Trenton Simpson, from Mallard Creek High School in Charlotte, North Carolina, has decommitted from Auburn. It's not really clear yet whether or not Auburn is completely out of the running for the five-star linebacker, but his commitment comes on the heels of a visit to UNC Chapel Hill, no pun intended there. Um, he met with Mac Brown and staff last weekend and shortly after that decided to take to Twitter to let the world know that he's no longer committed to Gus Malzahn and playing for Kevin Steele's defense I know uh UNC and Mac Brown have been putting together a really really decent class over the last several months and I think Simpson would be the centerpiece of this class if if they are able to land him um you know Mac, Mac Brown is a legendary coach and I could totally see why that why anyone would want to play for him um but you know Trent you, you're missing out on some really good stuff at Auburn We've got some pretty good stuff going on ourselves. And, you know, this this news doesn't really crush any of the the hopes or the dreams for the 2020 class for Auburn. We've still got a couple really solid linebackers in the class with uh, Wesley Steiner out of Houston County in Warner Robins, Georgia. You know, I'm sure everyone has heard of Houston County, home of the Fromm brothers. I actually lived in Warner Robins for a very short period of time and the Fromm brothers there are like royalty. So, um, it, you know, we've got Tyler, the, the better of the Fromm brothers on, uh, on the Auburn roster right now. And we're, uh, looking forward to having another really, really well-groomed prospect out of there in Wesley. So, um, there's also Cameron Riley, an in-state product in the state of Alabama, both those guys, four-star linebackers. So, you know, we, we've we still got a pretty good class going for us. Um, should also be noted that our current crop of linebackers that are currently on the roster is still pretty young. And so I, you know, immediate playing time, that that could be a, that could have been a potential factor for this decommitment from Trenton Simpson. Um, you know, the guy's a stud. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it would be awesome to, you know, stay in the mix for him and, and be able to, to still get him to sign with us. But um, you know, I, I don't think this is a a crippling blow, if you would, to the class. Um the one it, it's kind of weird. Um and, and I know a lot of Auburn fans are probably not gonna be too excited about this. They're gonna be wondering like what's going on? What's we've lost three top fifty players. We've had three top fifty players this year decommit from the class. All three of those guys linebackers. So, you know, it's interesting, but um and I, I think a lot of that, like I said, has has to do with the young crop that we've currently got on the roster and um you know immediate playing time is, is probably a, a big reason as to why some of these guys are deciding to look elsewhere. Um I would I would look towards us I think we'll probably add at least one more linebacker in this class. If I had to predict who that, that would be, I'd go with a really, really talented kid, Desmond Tisdall, out of Wilcox County High School in Rochelle, Georgia. He's the number 11 commit in the class, and he's been warm on Auburn, so I would expect with Trent Simpson's departure that things kind of start heating up with Desmond. Um, a lot of these kids, you know, whether they're prospect or whether they're committed right now, they're all kind of in the middle of their competitive seasons and you know recently we haven't heard a ton of news our last commit was an absolute stud of an athlete Ladarius Tennyson from Rockledge High School in Rockledge Florida um and and with this Simpson news Trent Simpson decommitting the 2020 class now sits at about 11 or 12 I guess it kind of depends on which recruiting website you're looking at, but um somewhere just outside the top ten is what we're looking at right now. We're back down to eighteen commits, and that leaves us about seven to eight spots left in the class. um I guess that would be kind of based off of whether or not we've got anyone else in the you know transferring out just uh just to see how many um available scholarships that we've got so I don't think that we're gonna to see too much action um for at least a few more weeks. I think that, you know, with this class, the the twenty twenty early signing day is December eighteenth. That's a couple of weeks after the SEC championship game. So, you know, we'll we'll look forward to things really starting to heat up between probably between Thanksgiving week and that December eighteenth early signing day period. Um you know, a lot of high schools, uh, their their state championship game is is right around Thanksgiving. So, um, playoffs will be over for a lot of these kids. You know, there's only two teams that make it to the championship game. So, we're gonna start hearing a little bit little bit more noise as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, look forward to the Thanksgiving week um, and that probably that first week of December right after the SEC championship and and I guess I guess there are some other conferences that play their championship games as well. Um or if you're Florida State and you're 5 and 6 and you're looking to keep your bowl streak alive, I guess there's there's that to look forward to also, but uh that's kind of weird if you ask me. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to throw any shade at Florida State, but Florida State, what were you doing? Why why schedule that game a couple years back? That's embarrassing, honestly. You're a proud program, act like it take your losses it is what it is um today uh it's going to be a pretty short episode as i said at the beginning it's it's just me out here i'm flying han solo today so um i'm going to get into some basketball news and uh just kind of keep you guys up to date with with what's going on uh, probably talk a little bit more about some football stuff here in just a minute but um if you've been listening to boom tracker you know that um, Dallas and I, you know, we can get we can get going. We can talk for quite a while. So um, this one will be a little bit shorter, just a nice little recap. Um, before we get into some basketball news, though, I want to talk a little bit about kind of a unique situation with the um, Auburn running back situation right now and, you know, how some of these incoming guys will potentially fit in you know, some of these guys in the twenty twenty and the twenty twenty one cycle, how they're gonna fit in. Um it's I think right now is a good time to kinda look at that. You know, with uh I think you all know by now that Booby Whitlow went out late in the Florida game with an injury. Um there's been a lot of speculation as to who the guy's gonna be, who's gonna carry the load with our workhorse out for at least a few more weeks. Is it gonna be Cam Martin? Will it be DJ Williams, you know, there's Sean Shivers, Harold Joyner have also been in the discussion. Me personally, I think that DJ Williams should get a bulk of the carries. To me, he's the most well-rounded back that we have. Uh, Ben, Ben King, if you are listening to this, I am terribly sorry, but I just don't think that Cam Martin will ever grow that unicorn horn. I think that if anything, it'd be more like a little goat horn. Or maybe even like one of those little goat horns that gets cut off. I don't know, man. I just not. I'm I'm not huge on Cam Martin. I, I wish him the best, and obviously, you know, if it leads to the team success, I want him to absolutely tear it up. But I just think that there's some other options out there that kind of look a little better at this point. Uh, we didn't really get to see what this offense with with Gus calling the plays and uh, Kenny Dillingham obviously is not calling the plays, but he's got some heavy influence in the offense and still kind of hard to see because we didn't really get to um, see what we would go with in, in crunch time action against Arkansas last week due to us, you know, pretty much just manhandling them from the get-go. But um, I think over the next few weeks, DJ Williams is going to see the ball more and more. And I think he's going to play a huge part in the offense going forward. And, you know, going forward, going into next year, Booby's presumably going to be the the go-to back, the featured back, once again. Booby will be a junior next year. Um Booby's a stud. I know I talked about it in the very first episode of Boom Tracker, and I said, and I knocked on wood, so you guys you can't blame me on this, but um I said that if Booby stays healthy that he'll get to a thousand yards and we'll be able to get back on track with having, you know, another thousand yard rusher. That's we're Auburn, that's what we do. Um So I guess I I don't know I I might have ruined it I I don't want to take too much of the blame but Booby's down Booby's probably you know unless unless we're able to just tear it up and get an extra couple games you know three extra games with a SEC championship and a couple playoff games I just don't know if Booby's going to be able to to get to a thousand yards Um, you know going into next year though Booby's going to be back and Cam. Martin, the hornless unicorn, will be gone. Uh, DJ will have a full year under his belt. But, you know, come this time next year, I expect to see incoming 2020 running back Tank Bigsby getting a decent amount of touches. I think he's going to be a very solid number three option behind Booby and DJ. I think the DJ is going to be that second guy next year. And, I mean, I th- we're going to have an absolute stable of of horses at running back next year Booby, dj tank um and it's it's really hard for a freshman to come in right away and make a huge impact but i think that tank tank bigsby Cartavius, i believe is, is his given name um i think he's going to have every opportunity to do just that so um you know the i think that we've we're in good hands as long as we can hold on to the ball i think we've got some really talented backs we've also got a pretty good start to the twenty twenty-one class with um at running back with uh four star athlete Brandon Perry and Armani Goodwin is a four-star running back from Hewitt Trussville. Uh they'll both be joining the team. Armani I want to say Armani Edwards, Armani Goodwin is uh still out with an injury and that's gonna keep him sidelined the remainder of his junior year. So we're gonna hope and and pray for him. Hope he has a, he rebounds and has a really great recovery because, you know, running back depth in the SEC and in all of college football is it's extremely important. You know, if you got to have more than one guy. Guys are gonna get nicked up, banged around, so you got to have you got to have those other options. Um, I, and I think that he's a guy who's gonna play a really big role in the offense a couple years down the road. Is Armani Goodwin? So uh, he and Tank Bigsby are are the first two running backs that have committed to play for coach Cadillac Williams. So, I'm very very excited to see these two guys going forward as they're going to be groomed and developed by I mean to me and I'm sure a lot of you will agree with this, but, you know, one of the best running backs to ever tote the rock in Cadillac Williams. So, um, you know, good things to happen in the future and I think we're I think we look okay in the running back position going forward. Um, you know Trent Simpson, who just we talked about who recently decommitted, he played a lot of uh running back for Mallard Creek and up in Charlotte too but um you know again we 'll see how that plays out i don 't think that Auburn's completely out of it, but I think that I think there might be something going on there with uh Chapel Hill I think he 's got some some good vibes from coach mac brown and and staff, so yeah we 'll see um the last bit of football news that I'm going to kind of touch base on just really quick is uh, my prediction for this week's game in Baton Rouge versus the number two LSU Tigers LSU leads all-time matchup 30 to 22 with one tie. And you know, this weekend it's going to be another rough matchup. It's gonna be a tough one in the Tiger bowl here. Um, I'm sure at this point, everyone knows we haven't won in Baton Rouge in 20 years since 1999 we haven't won this century um the last time we were we played there in 2017 we had them right where we needed them and um the lsu tigers were able to put together an insane second half they made some huge plays particularly on a punt return that um i'm just choosing not to relive but um you know we came away with the l that day it was tough um somehow that day someone was able to get me to go to the Georgia Missouri game in Athens and I just remember that right as I stepped into Georgia Stadium I'm not even going to call it by its name but I got a notification on my phone that LSU had taken a lead and so I, I just feel fully responsible for that loss I feel like me being a, a diehard Auburn fan like I am, I should not have been at that Mizzou Georgia game, it, and so I think that I'm I'm going to take full credit for it. It was my fault that we lost that day, um, and that we should have been able to to break the skid that game. But you know what? Um, it it didn't happen. It was it was a rough one. It was it was a tough loss to take for sure. The 2017 team was able to bounce back after that game, and obviously we had a huge November that year. But um, you know that loss definitely hurt us and and quite honestly it might have been a loss that, that kept us out of the college football playoff with um you know the sec championship against Georgia in in Atlanta that a few weekends later it, we didn't play very well so that's that game probably had a lot more to do with it but um anyway i was at uh last year's game against LSU another tough one another battle and we lost 22 to 21 um, I was in the end zone that they kicked the w- the game winning field goal as time expired. And, oh man, if the net wasn't there, I probably would have caught the ball. That's how close I was. And it was just, uh, it was gut wrenching. I'm not going to lie. I was actually, uh, in a hurricane refuge for that game. Hurricane Florence had me out of my, uh, new home in North Carolina for just about two weeks. So it, it would have been nice to, you know, take a W away and, um, be able to come home and uh, but that didn't work out that way so you know as they say sometimes it'd be like that Um, we had a ton of opportunities last year just it just didn't work out we weren't able to really the last three matchups you know the 2016 game it's I mean I think it goes you know to mention that uh, pretty much got Les Miles fired that game I saw someone I can't remember how they how they described it but it was like man I just saw one coach um, go from getting fired to getting the other coach fired. And and, and I think that's that's what happened. I think that, that that win against LSU in 2016 saved Gus's job. And I think that, I mean, it obviously um, was uh, a big deal for LSU and, and Les Miles going forward because at that point they cut ties. So anyway, hopping back forward to this year, I think that Gus Malzahn, Derek Brown, the defense, Bo Nicks, I think that I think that we're going to play, up to this point, probably our best game of the year. I feel that way. I feel like we're going to um, shut Joe Burrow down, you know, relative to what he's been able to do so far. He's been just an s- absolute stud. Um, I think we're able to finally get the upset in Baton Rouge, our first road win there since 1999. Um, I'm not even going to put up a score prediction I just think that, you know, some way or another, we're able to find a way to get it done. So uh, Ben and AJ, my guys over at No Huddle, they do a great job of previewing this week's matchup as they do every matchup. So uh, make sure to tune into our brother podcast and hear what the guys over there have cooked up for you. It's some good stuff, man. They do a really funny segment where they talk about um, SEC teams in the eyes of Auburn and... Let me tell you, it's it's some good stuff. So if you haven't listened to I mean, all of our podcasts on the E2C network, are all pretty solid. But um, Ben and AJ are like mine in Dallas is uh, they're like our brothers over there. So um, just want to give them a shout out. Definitely go tune into those guys for sure. Let's bounce over to some basketball news um auburn has been ranked in the preseason top 25 for the second consecutive year i think this is the first time i want to say it's the first time since 85 86 seasons that auburn's going into the season with a number next to the logo so you know high expectations again you know we came off a regular season sec championship in 2017-18 and then 18-19 obviously with the final four um you know it it's it's just been such a fun time being an Auburn basketball fan and it's just it's just so fun getting pumped up for the preseason. Um yeah, I should have it up here. The next uh, we've got a preseason game. It it can't be much more than a week out now. Um but in some recent recruiting news as far as the basketball side goes, earlier this week, four-star forward Chris Moore out of Arkansas has listed Auburn in his top 3 along with Arkansas and Memphis, which Is pretty good company, all things considered. Arkansas's got a, a nice little class that they're putting together, and they've got a lot of local guys, a lot of in-state guys that they're putting together, and I guess they're calling it a dream team. We'll see if that comes to fruition, but um, you know, Chris Moore putting us in his top three—that's big news. That's that's really big. Right now, Auburn sits at the number twenty-nine team in the twenty-twenty class, and you know, Dallas and I have touched on this before, but now. With, you know, Sharif watch over and the top point guard in the country committed to Bruce Pearl and Auburn, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some other big names commit. I wanna you know, some dominoes start falling into place. Crystal ball predictions right now have Memphis and Penny Hardaway, of course, Bagman, Bagman, Bagman. Um, they've got Memphis and Penny as the favorites to land Chris Moore, but don't rule out Coach Pearl. That's actually, you know what, go ahead and and rule out Coach Pearl, because that seems like when he's at his best. Backs up against the wall. Um, Anyway, Chris Moore is going to be in Auburn November 1st, so just another week out to visit with Pearl and staff. So, you know, we could hear some really, really good news very, very soon in regards to Chris Moore. So be on the lookout. Auburn is still in the running for several very highly touted players in the 2020 class, including the number three overall player, Jalen Green. Jalen is set to commit on Christmas Day. Oregon, Memphis, uh, Southern Cal, and I want to say Florida State, um, they look to be the top suitors for the six five the combo guard out of Prolific Prep in Napa, California. Um, if you have not had a chance to watch Jalen's highlight tape I recommend doing so. This kid is phenomenal. Um, he's outstanding off the dribble. He gets to the basket, and he can absolutely jam it. This dude throws it down. There's a couple other guys that I'll touch base on really quick here. Um, but but Jalen is just such a threat offensively. I think he's got some stuff, some opportunities on, on defense to improve up there. But, um, again, this, this dude's a stud. He's going to be a lottery pick in the 2021 draft. He's a special talent. A few of those other guys I was talking to or I alluded to is uh, Big Cliff, Cliff O'Marui. Now, this is when I miss Dallas because the way that Dallas pronounces some of these names, I'm like, dang, dude, you just sound so good saying that name that I could probably barely even get out. Uh, Cliff O'Marui, Chris Moore, like I mentioned, um, Greg Brown, and Cam Thomas. um, Greg Brown out of uh, Texas, Cam Thomas, the... um, Uh, why can I not remember? Oak Hill Academy guy, um, you know, some Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, you know, some of the best players of all time have come out of Oak Hill. And that's where Cam Thomas is from. None of these guys have set their commitment date as of yet, but November 13th, mark that down. I know um, signing day for football is pretty much a holiday in the South, but November 13th is the basketball early signing day. So, you know, while it may still be football season, buckle up because we, <laughs> I'm sure Avery Johnson would love that, uh, buckle up, we could be in for some huge basketball news in the next few weeks. I think that um, probably landing all four of these guys to go along with, Sharif Cooper and Justin Powell, the the sharpshooter out of the state of Kentucky, the number one state number one player in the state of Kentucky who is also committed to Auburn, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think all four of these guys are going to to join the squad in the, in the same class, but um, you know, we've talked about it before, and you know if we're able to land any of these guys to go along with Cooper and Powell, look out because we will be a force to be reckoned with. I think that pro I mean, I don't know. I've seen uh Sharif has been one of our top recruiters ever since committing. Um, you know, calling for all these guys. Greg, Chris, Cliff, um, Cam, Jalen, all these guys, he's he's been calling for them to hey, let's go. Let's get something special going on the planes, let's do it. So um I feel pretty good about Jalen Green. I, I you know we're not going up against duke north carolina kentucky you know we're not going up against these blue bloods so i think that auburn has got a pretty good chance when it comes to jalen green you know like i mentioned oregon memphis southern cal florida state while they might all be good programs you know i they're not the kind of program that's just going to walk in and and steal the spotlight from us like we've seen recently with you know a couple guys you know walker kessler and a few others um so Anyway, we'll we'll be on the lookout. Uh, this this basketball class, I, I still feel like it's going to be a special class. I think it's probably going to be the, the highest-ranked Auburn class that we have ever had. We've already got the number one, the highest-rated recruit that we have ever gotten, Sharif Cooper. I mentioned it on the last episode. I think that could change if we're able to get Jalen Green. He would bump uh, Sharif down to the number two, which, hey, that's fine. You guys want to be one A, one B, totally fine with me, and I'm sure that's totally fine with the rest of the Auburn family. That is it for this episode of Boom Tracker. Man, it's been fun. I I miss Dallas. I would, you know, I my first solo episode. But hey, make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at War W A R D A M N J U S T I N. You know, shoot me some questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover in future episodes, or you know, if you just want to chop it up on there with me about Auburn sports in general, I am always down for that, too. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show.